welcome to Hotel Stories, the podcast where we share stories told by hotel employees about the craziest, funniest, saddest, happiest, most bizarre moments of their day. I am Tracy Amond, and we will have a new episode every Tuesday. And if you want to share your story, go to our website, www.hotelstoriespodcast.com dot com and email me your story and we might have you on a future episode and you can share it with us if um, you want to bring a coworker on uh, we can do that too so um, so I will start by uh, this is our pilot episode and um, every week we'll have different people on sharing their stories but first I'll share my story so um, my story takes place in March of 1997, I was 18 years old and I was working as a reservations agent at a hotel that was close to the airport. And at one point, it was probably an embassy suites. It kind of had that embassy suites look to it. All the rooms were, you know, two room suites. And it was built where it had this atrium in the middle that had like a water feature that ran through the lobby and it had a restaurant and then um and then it was uh all balconies and all the rooms looked down onto the lobby so um you could if you were standing in the lobby and you looked up you could see any of the guest rooms and um it was about 10 stories high and um so um anyhow um i uh was working as a reservations agent, as I mentioned, and, um, the, uh, I went to go clock in one day and, um, as I did any day, it was, it was a Monday, it was March 31st. And I walked in the back door of the hotel and we had, um, a time clock where you punched in and out that, um, you access through the basement. So as I walked in, um, before I could even get to the time clock, there was a mattress propped up next to the time clock and it had blood all over this mattress and not knowing what exactly was going on I start backing up slowly and I would imagine in the most high-pitched voice said is, is everyone okay and start reaching for the doorknob I bolt out of the back door and um instead of doing anything I guess uh, at 18 I decided I'm going to go to the front door because that that's way safer. So I go in the front door and I go up to my reservations manager and I explain what is going on. There is a bloody mattress downstairs propped up against the time clock. And because she doesn't clock in and out, she did not see the bloody mattress. And so she calls upstairs to, to the uh, general manager and says, you know, does anybody know what's going on? You know, I have a my res agents here and saying that there's a bloody mattress propped up to next, next to where you clock in and out. So she gets some story from the general manager and hangs up and says, yeah, that, um, was something engineering was supposed to take care of. They were going to take it out to the dumpster. So I guess that's what's going on. I'm like, um, yeah, I'm going to need a little bit more information than that. So I convince her to go downstairs with me. I show her the bloody mattress. And she realizes, uh, yeah, I think there's a little bit more to this story. So um, she uh, decides to talk to some of the executive committee members. And 
um, they had decided they wanted to keep this story kind of on the down low. But um, the engineer who was supposed to bring the mattress out to the dumpster, I guess, was waiting. I don't know what happened. And the mattress made it all the way to where we clock in and out, but not out the back door to the dumpster. So that plan was foiled. Um, so after three days of clocking in and out next to this bloody mattress, we all decided we've got to say something. This has got to go outside. This is disgusting. So. Um, the executive committee decides to sit us down and they explain to us that there was a guy who was a part of the Heaven's Gate cult and he was traveling from where we were out to San Diego uh, to participate in this ritual suicide that was going on. And um, I guess his flight got canceled or something happened. He didn't make it out to the ritual suicide, but there was time sensitive um, it was a time sensitive suicide, I guess. So he had to get it done within a certain amount of days. So, um, I, real quick, if you are not familiar with Heaven's Gate, Google either Heaven's Gate or Marshall Applewhite. He was the spiritual leader of Heaven's Gate and he is this wide eyed looking lunatic, um, which is appropriate because he and his wife apparently, met, he was in a mental institution and she was his nurse and they met. And when he was released, they decided to start this cult. And um, the cult had been going on for years and years, like 20, 30 years. Um, but somehow at this point, um, the um, followers believed that there was this um, spacecraft that was coming um, behind this comet that happened to be coming through. So the comet was called Hale-Bopp and um, the spacecraft was going to take them to this place called Ty's Crew. But in order to get there, they had to have a $5 bill in their pocket and three quarters. And they had to have on the same black t-shirt and black sweatpants. And they were wearing... Um, black Nike decades, these sneakers. And um, they would drink or eat this applesauce that was mixed with phenobarbital and then wash it down with vodka. And then they put a plastic bag over their head after they did that. They've got the outfit on, the money. And then they put the purple, they put like this little purple cloth over their face. And then another like little purple cloth over their torso. Oh, and they had these armbands on. They all wore these armbands and they had patches on them that said, um, heaven's gate away team. Like instead of the home team, they were the away team. Um, so it was Sunday, March 30th back at the hotel. <laughs> and one of our housekeepers, um, gets a call that th they need to do a wellness check on this room because they hadn't heard from the guest. And he's staying on the seventh floor. So she goes in um, to go check on this guest and obviously finds this just horrendous scene. She goes, what I would imagine, goes screaming out of the room and, um, and running to go find her boss. They call 911 who sends the coroner over. And at this point, um, now it's about noon, about 11 o'clock or noon when the, the coroners get there. And uh, they take the body down. Well, 
unfortunately, as I mentioned, it's this atrium hotel. The only elevators that we have are these glass elevators that um, they're the service elevators, they're the guest elevators, they're the only elevators that we can use and they come down and land right next to the restaurant. So out come the coroners with the body covered in a sheet with these jackets on that say coroner on the back and down the elevator. Um, and it just happened to also be um, Easter. So it's Sunday brunch on Easter and we have these, um, they, we have a client who's having lunch in the restaurant with her family and her grandson is there having just come back from Easter Sunday church service. He decides that this body covered in the sheet, he thinks is Jesus. So he yells out, look, it's Jesus. So not only was it not Jesus, it was not discreet at all. And now everyone is talking about this. Everyone is looking at this dead body coming through and the coroners. And um, so, I mean, I don't know how you can be discreet in a situation like this where it's all glass. I mean, I don't, obviously they couldn't wait to bring the body down. Um, so, I mean, I guess that's what you have to do. I know I would not prop the mattress up against the clock uh, with all the blood all over it. And I also would not charge the guy's credit card to clean up the room, which is also what happened. Um, so anyhow, that's my hotel story. It's one of the man, many crazy days that you can expect when you work in hotels sometimes. Um, but it's also, it's so interesting to me that we work in this industry where, you know, one minute we're in the ballroom celebrating, you know, someone's wedding or a baby shower and, um, or, a, you know, sales team getting awards or something. And then the next minute we're dealing with a situation like this. And then we're also answering the phone because somebody needs more towels or they have missing laundry. Um, so it's like, no wonder we're crazy. I mean, it's a crazy business. So um, I don't know about you, but I did not go to school for this. So, but I love every minute of it. And it, you also love every minute of it and you love to tell a good story, a good hotel story. I want to hear it. So um, go to our website, www.hotelstoriespodcast.com and uh, email me and you can find out more about the podcast. We're going to have new episodes every Tuesday. So uh, come back next Tuesday. I will have a guest talking about their favorite hotel story and um, I want to hear your favorite hotel story. And like I said, if you want to come on with a coworker or um, a friend who was there at the time, I'm happy to do that too. So um, email me, Tracy, T-R-A-C-I-E at hotelstoriespodcast.com. And I look forward to hearing from you. Thanks so much for tuning in.